Hello and welcome to the Perlu Podcast, Influencer Marketing Reimagined, a podcast where we chat with influencer marketing professionals, social media influencers, bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, you name it, about what has led to their success. I'm your host, Alexis Trammell, and today we are speaking with Tom Potts. Tom has worked in media planning, communication strategy, and operations for more than 15 years, holding positions in a range of media agencies such as Edelman, Bull and Logan Farrow, and Starcom Media Fest Group. He's led departments of media and analytics professionals, and he's worked with a number of brands, including Apple, FedEx, Marks and Spencer, and Kaiser Permanente. After deciding he didn't want to have a boss anymore in 2015, Tom has built a successful consulting business, MML Consulting, working with brands, agencies, and tech companies on a range of operational and commercial projects. Most recently, Tom and a small group of fellow consultants have set up an experimental venture called Subculture Club providing strategic planning and go-to-market partnership development for brands who want to keep their agency fees lean and their working dollars substantial. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tom. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. What first got you interested in the media planning industry? Yeah, it was sort of accidental to a degree. I actually had a career first as a car mechanic, so a lot of my family did work in and around marketing and market research and trying to be rebellious and uh, being a great lover of cars. I ended up working in a a local garage, doing an apprenticeship and spent about five years uh, training and working as a car mechanic. So then, yeah, which was was actually strangely quite a good grounding for for this industry because your head is so focused on getting things done and being productive in in that world that you can sort of bring it to to this, uh, this industry too. But yeah, then I realized that it's hard to make money as a car mechanic as much as I enjoyed it. And easy to end up with a bad back so I, I got out of that went to, to college quite a bad college uh, as, a, as a mature student but got a degree and, and then uh, sort of got lucky and landed a job at, at Zenith Optimedia in their digital media team uh, really at the perfect moment you know they, they just won British Telecom we soon after that won Capital One uh, and that really was the you know, sort of center of the universe for for digital media buying at that time in the UK so uh, it was sort of uh, yeah good good fortune that got me into that that place but yeah it was not an intentional move into media it just sort of worked out that way so in what ways have you seen the media planning industry evolve or what has been the biggest change yeah i mean you know th- there's been this big sort of swing in two different directions i guess that when i started in the industry it was in digital sort of the wild west uh, everyone was still figuring it out the measurement was was very rudimentary and then as things got more sophisticated there emerged all these what I'd sort of call alternative revenue sources you know trading desks and tech platforms and all these ways to create additional revenue out of the value chain and you know which i think was mainly driven by fees being squeezed uh when i started every every fee was 15 percent commission that started to get squeezed and so agencies naturally found other ways to make money and then that went a bit too far <laughs> as, as you know most people probably read in in the news all the problems with transparency and the way that money was being made and, and that clients were not necessarily aware of it and that then swung things right back the other way into it being all about accountability and, and transparency and, and sort of agencies having to uh expose the way that money is made and, and be very honest and open about it which um obviously is a, a good thing I, I think the 
the challenge in all of that is I think we kind of forgot about what really matters, which is that we should be putting quality content and advertising in front of people in the most relevant setting and that that should be having some effect on their perception, effects on their, their behavior and, and purchasing. And that disconnect between media that was going down this sort of dark path into all of these accountability problems and, and creative off doing its, its own thing in the other direction, I, I still think we haven't really, really reconciled. And so that that's one of the things that... I'd like to be involved with is projects where media and creative are, are, are together and where we think about that measurement in a way that, that takes account of the creative as well as the media. Because I, I still think most media measurement systems really fail to take account of the, the importance of the creative and therefore you can kind of game the system and, and therefore it becomes about how do you buy and how do you make those numbers work for you rather than did you actually have a causal effect on people's behavior. Still some work to be done there. I think people like Essence uh, for Google certainly got, got on that path. Uh, some, some of the work is arguably still a bit dry, but the personalization side of it was excellent. Agencies like Media Hub, probably at the other end, have done a great job of being really creative as a media company and creating experiences and integrated programs. But somewhere in the middle is this very measurable model that, that actually, you know, as I say, sort of shifts perception and, and behavior. And, and I still think it's an industry with trying to get there so uh, that was that was a, a long departure from your question but uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully interesting no yeah absolutely so i'm curious how does uh how did the influencers play into that accountability that you were speaking about yeah it's, it's a great question i mean I, I think that the making content accountable is where influencers can play a, a really large role I, i'm a great believer that that sort of ads in a traditional sense um have limited value for certain types of brand and in certain situations and quality content that links to subculture and links to topics that, that the commercial audience is uh, passionate about uh, can be really powerful um, so influencers have a great starting point there they know the subculture audiences very well they know what grabs their attention the part that i think we need to build in next is how does that attention translate into perception shifts you know brand metrics and, and into sales and, and not in a here's a voucher code way but in a we can correlate the, the this shift in in attention to this shift in in later sales all of which should be possible with these existing technology we have it, it's just connecting the dots and yeah I, I think influencer marketing has a great opportunity there if, if we can figure it out yeah absolutely and i want to talk about your subculture club a little bit later but first i'm curious so wanting to be your own boss is one thing but you actually made that happen what were the steps that you took and how did you find the confidence to make that leap i mean it sort of became necessary in as much as i, I was just so frustrated with working in agencies and, and the kind of inefficiency that you have there the the you know rooms full of 20 30 people knowing that only two or three of them are actually going to do any work and everyone else is there to sort of talk and say the right thing and and uh, climb the ladder and um so I, I just couldn't do it anymore i just really wanted to get into a situation where i was working with smaller groups of people who had a very clear objective and, and a, a very clear piece of output that they had to get to and being a consultant gives you a much better chance of doing that because you come in with a given time frame given deliverables you get them done and, and you sort of move on and therefore there's not much space to burn hours in meeting rooms you have to get out there and, and work and come back with something to show um, which again I think I think sort of takes me back to the mechanics mentality a bit where every day you get a car come in and there's a problem uh, at the end of the day your goal is to send that car out fixed or running better than when it came in and 
similarly, I think in consulting, that's the way you can think of it. You, know, you, you have to fix something and, and move on. Uh, you, you don't want that car there any longer than it, than it needs to be to have a, a good effect on it. Partly the, yeah, sort of, you know, frustration and then partly having some people who gave me some initial projects that just gave me, as you say, that confidence to, to make the leap. I think as soon as you have enough that you know you're going to be able to fill a good percentage of your time, that sets the ball rolling. And then a few years on, you have that momentum and there's enough flow to, to keep you going. I mean, there's definitely a time every year where you have a quiet month and you start to worry and you start to go to LinkedIn and start applying for random jobs. Luckily, I, I don't get any of them and, <laughs> and get another project and keep going. So yeah, it's certainly a, a, a different kind of stress involved, but to be able to, to be independent and responsible for your own time, I think is a huge benefit. Yeah, and I'm sure that a lot of the Perlu members can empathize with that feeling of, should I be applying for things on LinkedIn right now? Or should I continue with this independence and this career that I'm building for myself? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think there's something of that in the future of, of where agencies are heading. You, you sort of hear this term going around about the distributed agency where they have different kinds of talent playing different roles to deliver the same kind of output that, that an agency would. And that's the kind of space where influencers, I, I know a couple of people working in influencer marketing companies who basically replace the creative agency with influencers to deliver the content. And so in that model, yeah, people are getting paid to do the work. They're not getting paid to show up and earn a salary. And I think that it's just so much more efficient. So yeah, I think the, the influencer piece of that has a really interesting future if it can be focused on delivering outcomes and driving business. Mm-hmm. So how have you leveraged your network throughout your rise in your career? Yeah, quite a lot. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a, an active networker. I don't sort of go, go to the events and hang out drinking wine and chatting. I'm a bit too British for that, I think. But I, I've been lucky that I, I have a, a network of people, at the various different agencies I've worked at who've moved on to do other things. Some of them are now, are now consultants working in different areas like brand planning. Um, some of them are now in other agencies that, that you know, need short-term help with projects. And yeah, you help other people out when you have a project that you either can't take on or isn't a good fit for you and vice versa. And you find after a while, as I say, you get a, a bit of flow there. But you know, effectively, if, if you hang around with people who are good at what they do, it, it seems to work out well. So I, I, uh, yeah, I've been lucky to work with some, some really talented people. What is your creative process when coming up with a new idea for a client? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really good, really tricky question, I guess. I mean, I, as fundamentally a media guy, I'm usually paired with creative teams, whether that's an agency, a publisher, or, or you know, other kinds of creators. That said, I'm, I'm pretty active in, in the ideation process. And I know I'm, I'm kind of a believer that great ideas don't come easy. Um, you might get the, the genesis of an idea quite rapidly, but it really takes time to sort of chip away and iterate that idea before you get to something that's really finished and, and ready to present. So I think some of that is, again, the right people. I think two or three people being in a room for short periods of time to bounce off each other gets you a long way. I don't think long brainstorms with a load of people in a room are particularly effective, but the right people. And then I think you go away and it's it's just sort of toil a healthy amount of self-doubt and, and questioning it and, and coming back to it a few hours later and seeing if it still feels right in the end I think you you know you step away from it and sleep on it overnight and you come back and look at it and and don't think you can improve it anymore and and you know feel like you're, you're ready to present it and you're 
proud and confident that other people are going to agree that it's a strong idea and that it'll that it'll be effective i think again coming from the media side that's often your job in those situations to say okay this intuitively this idea feels right but how do we build a program around it that means it will actually be effective and, and deliver on that that business goal that we started with i, I think there's there's no sort of easy answer to that but i think the main thing is often to me in this industry we sort of jump to an idea rap- rapidly and then think that it's right i think it takes more time than that and you need to sit and sweat it out a bit before, before it's really a, a great idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and talk about subculture club you want to tell us a little bit more about that and what inspired the spin-off of your marketing consulting yeah sure so you know again it was to a degree, a good fortune working with a few brands while in agencies where they had limited to modest budget. So let's say the one to $5 million range and, and they would come to the agency and you would sort of see that budget start to get split down into so many different fees for layers of account management and project management and creative and media in two separate groups. And, and you kind of looked at it and said, well, do you know what, what you, what you need is some great thinking about your brand, some deep understanding of, of your audience, and their behaviors. And then we need the right media and publishing and content partners to get you into market. And the planning part of that should, shouldn't take more than a sliver of, of that, of that budget. So, you know, working with some planning partners in, in agencies, we would occasionally We'll have a conversation with the brand and say, look, before we dive in and start scoping this out as a full agency thing, how about this as a, as a different path? Like we'll, we will go through this process. We'll develop your strategy quite rapidly. We'll link it to these areas of subculture where you, where you have most relevance and you can really own. And then we'll go straight from that strategic brief into publishers and external content partners to generate the creative idea with them. You know, The thinking being that these people know niche subcultures better than anyone we, we did a project a while ago for a, a gin brand who are all about foraged ingredients and we were talking about the link between foraged ingredients and fine dining what they would call wild food and if you go to an agency and expect the creative team there to know the wild food space intimately then that's just un- unrealistic but you go to media partners like life and time like fair magazine these niche publications who spend all of their time in the culinary industry dealing with these emerging trends you, you talk to them for an hour and you you, you learn you know, more than you would googling the topic for for a day because they live and breathe it so yeah our approach was to, to talk to these brands go straight to the, the people who really know that subculture intimately and we developed it as a process through that and so then as a consultant as i would start to speak directly to brands i, I that just became my my spiel i guess to say actually let's take you through this process and let's go straight to partners and, and you may need agencies for certain things of course if you're doing advertising you're still going to need an ad agency of course if you're doing other kinds of paid media you're still going to need something to execute but that's further downstream, actually. I, I think get, getting to that subcultural theme and a topic that they can own, particularly for smaller brands, is the first thing. And then you can decide how that manifests in market later on once you, you work through the go-to-market planning. So, yeah, it's been going really well. I've done it for a few different brands and it, it costs very little compared to the planning process in an agency. And we get an output that can actually be put into market straight away. So that's uh, Subculture Club. That's great to hear. Love to hear that you're coming up with these ideas upstream and using the agency downstream. It's a more expensive process. So I'm curious, how have you used Perlu for your comprehensive brand strategy efforts upstream? 
Yeah, yeah, great, great question. I, and I think you, you, you nailed it there. I think it's the upstream piece. So the, a big part of this is how do you bring in different kinds of creative people, different kinds of, of content makers further upstream to have that conversation to then allow that to inform the strategy before you get into go-to-market planning. And, and influencers are obviously a, a big part of that. You know, these people that know those topics better than anyone, a, a lot of them are effectively sort of editorial people, videographers, photographers. So with Perlu, we've been starting to figure that out. So, in a, you know, a few different ways. I think one is exactly that. So we brief in a group of influencers early, early on and have a little workshop session with them to to generate some ideas that might be if we've got a creative or strategic platform and we want to add some influence to work around that then we'll go and, and work with Perlu to to get that group together it might be that we sort of want to validate that strategic platform so if we're saying this is our audience and they are premium gin drinkers within this demographic who drink these these different brands of gin and this is our area of subculture where we feel that there is a, a relevance and, and a connection talking to influencers can help validate that because if we've got people from the from the drinks industry or from those areas of subculture fine dining whatever it may be they are much better place than us to say yeah that really works like that that's going to give us a lot to write about that's going to give us good reasons to connect with people and, and get them interested in the brand or they might say no one cares about that actually <laughs> it's, it's too soon or it's, it's already happened and it's you know we, we're too late to the table on that one so so those are the kind of things so it's you know fairly fairly free form at, at this stage but yeah we certainly found that those influential people have a really unique perspective and just care about that topic so much it would be unrealistic to expect agency creative teams to be have such a deep understanding of all of those things they certainly serve their purpose and their ability to make great ads but if it's more of a content strategy approach then then yeah influencers and sourcing them through Perlu is uh, is pretty useful so far that's great to hear well thank you so much for joining us today tom i've really really loved what you've had to say no problem thanks for having me very enjoyable to share my thoughts awesome thank you so much if you like our show and are interested in what it takes to succeed in influencer marketing, check out our blog at blog.perlu.com for more podcasts and blog posts. And sign up for Perlu at perlu.com to meet, mingle, connect, collaborate, and grow your career. We hope you join us for our next installation of the Perlu Podcast, Influencer Marketing Reimagined.